We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey fam, welcome to the Equestrian Podcast. I am your host, Bethany Lee, and I hope everyone had a wonderful summer. We took a little break so you could all get caught up on episodes and do all of your summer things. And I was pretty busy too. So it is great to be back. I missed you guys. And uh, we're just going to kick things off right away. This episode is going to be a little different because I'm kind of going off of questions and feedback I got from you. The numbers don't lie. And my most listened episode is actually my solo episode from last season, which is so funny because I did not want to do that solo episode. I thought that my guests were so much more interesting than me and my story, but you guys seem to like it. And it raised a lot of questions and it made me want to continue doing some solo episodes to cover some of those topics. So if you want to have a listen to my solo episode, you can head back to episode 17. All right. I have a lot to cover in this episode, so let's get to it. I know so many people who hate their job. You might be one of them, or you might know of someone, or even someone who thinks their job's okay, or just average, or they get by with what they do on a day-to-day basis. Fam, we spend at least 40 hours a week, sometimes more, doing this job. That's why I think it's so important for people to actually love what they do. I can confidently tell you, I love my job. I have my dream job. I don't really think I'd want to change really anything from my current job situation. And I always get people who are telling me, Bethany, it is so rare that you actually have a job that you love. But I am here to tell you, it's possible for anyone to find their dream job. Sometimes you have to get a little creative with finding that dream job. So I thought I'd quickly explain my job in case you didn't know. I am an equestrian influencer. Um, what I guess what I like to call myself. Um, but I have a blog called My Equestrian Style where I share outfit inspiration. I share riding tips and fashion tips, talk about different deals going on in the equestrian fashion community. I have this podcast. I'm a podcast host for the Equestrian Podcast where I talk to different people in the industry who have made a big difference and impact and are living their dream job. And I'm also a private trainer, so I travel to horse shows, I ride, and I teach daily for a specific family on a more one-on-one basis. It's amazing. I love it. I love everything about it. There isn't a day that looks the same, and whether I am in my office working on content for the blog or for the podcast, or I am out riding, or I am teaching afternoon lessons, I love every aspect of my job. And that's rare. I will give you that. It's rare. But I think it's possible for everyone to find their dream job. So hear me out. Because at first, I had no idea where to start. 
I had just moved to Florida from California. I didn't have a job. I didn't have any connections. I didn't have any friends, no family there. And I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I started making a list. I am a big list person, so this worked really well for me to just kind of brainstorm and put my ideas on paper. I suggest you do the same. So I'm going to give you a series of five steps that I did to find my dream job. So step one, I made a list of what I love to do or what makes me happy. These don't have to be super serious or specific necessarily. Nothing is too silly or too weird to write down. My list looked something like ponies, photography, cinnamon rolls, online shopping, working out, traveling, things like that. Step one's easy. Make a list of things you love and that make you happy. Step two, see how those items connect. See how many items you can put into a big idea. So the key is for anything, if your job is made up of things that you love, you're going to be great at your job. You're going to love what you do. So I'm going to go out on a limb here because it's been my case. If you love what you do, it won't feel like work. You hear people saying that, but if you haven't done something that you love and personally feel that, I know that that term is like, okay, Bethany, everyone says that that's so cliche, but I'm telling you, if you love what you do, not only are you going to be great at your job, you are not going to be really feeling like you're working. So for my step two of how I connected my love list for my training position, I loved the idea of working one-on-one with people that was also on my list. And I knew I loved horses. I knew I loved riding. I knew I loved traveling. And when I lived in California, I was working as a trainer in a riding school at a barn. And I loved it. I never thought that when I went back into riding that I was going to like teaching. I always thought I wanted to be a catch rider or just show and ride and have that um, aspect to the equestrian industry. But when I started teaching little kids up-down lessons or from when they first touched a horse to when they were jumping their first cross rail course, that gave me a lot of joy. And it was something that just through trying that I realized that I loved. With the blog and the influencing with my equestrian style and the equestrian podcast, I always knew that I needed a creative outlet no matter what I was doing. And because I loved photography, I was a wedding photographer when I lived in LA. Um, I loved fashion and online shopping. I wanted to try to find a way to have a creative outlet for those things. So that's kind of how I did my step two and connected those aspects of my love list. Okay, so step three of finding your dream job is get in the game. So many people who want to start their own business or be an influencer or change jobs or quit their current nine to five, but just don't know how to make that next step. I say make smart steps to grow things that you love into something that overshadows any nine to five you're currently in. Okay, I'm going to say something else that might be a little cliche. Your story and your passions matter. 
and you can make fun of me from all my cliche phrases, but at the end of the day, it's true. Your story and your passions do matter. For example, for my equestrian style, at first I thought I had to have it all together on my Instagram account and on my blog. My pictures had to be perfect. I always had to be happy. My life had to look glamorous when in reality, at the time, I was doing an exercise riding position and I was dirty and gross and sweaty all the time. My outfits weren't always cute. I wasn't always happy. And for some reason, I felt like those areas of my life didn't matter. That part of my story was not relevant or not what people wanted to see. So for the My Equestrian Style aspect of my dream job, Instagram was much more than what outfit I was wearing to ride that weekend. It was about creating a legacy and making connections. It was finding a group of people to surround myself with who thought the same way that I did, who understood me and my personality and my struggles and my day-to-day life. Because when you find a group of people like that, something that looks like it is just me putting my life out there on Instagram and turns it into something that matters and something that a group of people who understand and get you, they will always want in on what you have to offer and what services you have to provide. And then for my training position, I thought I always had to be a top trainer right off the bat. I had to know everything. I had to have all the answers to anyone's questions when in reality I was 24 years old at the time. I was a new trainer. I was, you know, a young professional. I did not have all the answers. I needed to research and read books and read articles and blog posts and ask questions to people and trainers that I trusted. So I needed to do the work, but I also needed to be real about it. I needed to go for it because the more I talked to seasoned trainers, They always told me, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. And I feel like that's the same in any industry. Having the humility and the maturity to truly understand that made a big change in my mindset. I knew I'd never be happy with the amount that I knew. And I knew I always had more to learn. So what was the point of waiting and not doing or working towards my dream job if I knew I was always going to have the same mindset? So that was something that really shifted my focus from feeling like I had to have it all together at all times to really being real with the group of people that were listening or the group of people that were a part of this role that I was in. Okay, so step three was to get in the game, and that will look differently for everyone. Whether it is reaching out to friends or colleagues or looking at job sites, for my equestrian style, it was coming up with something of my own. I knew that I wanted to combine photography and horses and fashion, and I hadn't really seen anything else out there that combined that, so had to take matters into my own hands and make something for myself. So my step three for my equestrian style was to brainstorm and write down on paper my what, why, and how for my ideal dream job. My what was 
basically, if I could come up with or dream up my dreamiest dream job, what would it be specifically? My why, and and this was an important step for me because it became the driving force moving forward. The why is really kind of for anything, why we keep going and go through the hard days and the difficult times and and the grind. Then the how was realistic action steps that I could do right now that day um, that I could do over the next month, over the next six months, over the next year, over the next five years. This step at first sounded daunting, but you know what? I made myself do it and I'm so happy I did because once I started letting the juices flow and put my ideas down on paper, I was really surprised at myself with what I wrote down for my what, why, and how and the goals that I was laying out for myself. This step took me a lot longer than I would have liked because I didn't really have anything to go off of. Um, At the time, I was one of the first blogs. There were only a couple, um, honestly. Like, I could probably count on one hand how many people were doing similar to what I wanted to do as an equestrian influencer. And so I really had to pave this way for myself in a sense. So I wish I had something to go off of that would have made this process go a little faster. So I actually just put together a workbook form what I did um, to go through these steps to create my dream job scenario. So if this is something that you are kind of going through, I would love to be of help to you. So if you just go to my website, myequestrianstyle.com slash dream job, I will send you a downloadable workbook for you via email that you can kind of start going from your idea of a dream job into a business. So If you are interested in that, I am throwing that out there for you. So after filling out mine, I realized the core of what I wanted to do and what I was able to go to uh, from there. And that was extremely helpful. Uh, For my training position, my step three looked a little bit different. The girls show trainer reached out to me, but it was because I put myself out there first. Uh, Remember, I just moved from LA to Florida, to Northern Florida. I didn't know anyone. I didn't have a job, all of that. I was completely floundering. So my what looked a little different from the My Equestrian Style What in a sense of I knew I wanted to teach um, because I had a wonderful experience at the barn that I worked for in LA previously, but my why looked pretty similar. My why is what got me through the struggles and the hard times and the off days, um, even today that I experience, that I refer back to and constantly feel at ease and feel like I am still moving in the correct direction. So my how became pretty practical, which kind of leads in nicely to step four. But I started researching barns in the area. I knew I needed to start immersing myself in the industry in northern Florida, even if it was taking a job that wasn't specifically my dream job, but was along the same trajectory of what my dream job would be. 
Hey guys, interrupting you really quick to remind you, my favorite time of the year, Black Friday is fast approaching. Each year I come out with a free online holiday lookbook that goes over all of the big deals in the equestrian industry as well as staying up to date on the fashion trends. So head over to myequestrianstyle.com lookbook to sign up for early access so that as soon as the lookbook comes out, you'll be the first to know. All right, that wasn't so bad, was it? Let's get back to the episode. So once I had adequately gone through my step three, step four is to follow through and do the work. Go from being a dreamer to a doer, which for me is challenging. I always tell you guys, if you've been around my equestrian style, I am a visionary and I am a big picture person. And honestly, at any given time, I have five big projects and plans and directions that I want to take my equestrian style and my training job. And a lot of times I dream all these big things, but it is really hard for me to get to step four where I am following through and doing the work. So Having this system that I have put in place for myself has really helped. For my equestrian style, it was the practical steps of starting an Instagram account, starting to communicate within the industry, and delivering quality content. So for anyone starting to communicate, um, that was just messaging people within the industry, what my message looked like as the captions of my Instagram photos, and getting myself out there and my message as clearly as possible. Delivering quality was also an extremely important aspect of step four. And whether for you that looks like photography or information, delivering quality is so important because no matter how small you are, if you are always delivering quality, you are going to grow. So I made a to-do list based on my goals from the previous step, from step three, so that I could get closer and closer to them. So it's not like I was making a to-do list to accomplish my five-year goals for any given Tuesday. I was putting everything kind of in bite-sized pieces that I wouldn't get overwhelmed for that would slowly kind of etch away at my weekly goals and my monthly goals and my annual goals. So for training, my step four of following through was having that, I already had that brainstorming list of barns. Then I needed to dial the phone numbers and send the emails to those facilities, reaching out, seeing if they needed any help. Now, originally this looked a little different because when I was originally looking for my job in California, as I kind of explained in my um, episode 17 of my solo episode, I had taken a break during college, so I was honestly pretty rusty when it came to riding. I I rode when I came home for breaks from school, but honestly, I was off of riding consistently for my entire college career. So I knew I wanted to be immersed in the industry, so I was willing to take a job that I knew was not going to be my forever job, but I knew was going to put me on the correct path. I was willing to clean out stalls. I was willing to, you know, do whatever it took to get a name for myself, start making connections and to start somewhere. Uh, Cause I knew that that was a better and a, and would get me further 
along my plan than just sitting there waiting, hoping, wishing for my dream job to just kind of like poof out of thin air. And lastly, step five is to be consistent. I say this all the time and I literally just said it five minutes ago, but if you deliver consistent work, content, information, you will grow. You will get to your goals. You can't get stuck in the dreaming step. And that is so important and so so critical for getting to your goals. Having these steps and having these written out plans of action was so helpful for me, for my training job and for my equestrian style. You can be scared to start and move past step one as I was for so long, but if you don't get to steps three, four, and five, you aren't going to accomplish what you set out to do. Whether that is to simply love your job or love what you do, or if it's having the freedom to drop what you're doing and spend time with your family, take some days off when you want to, or if it's having the financial ability to go on that dream vacation that you only see on your Pinterest board. So whatever your goals are, whatever your end game is, it's so important to have that kind of in the forefront of your mind written out for you to see the action plan for you to get there and the time to take consistent steps to get toward that. You will grow. It will happen. So step five for my equestrian style was all about being consistent in the day-to-day content. It was posting regular Instagram posts. It was putting blog posts together that people would enjoy and having that consistently available. It was getting pins on Pinterest. It was sending information to my email list. All of those things sound daunting and sound like they are overwhelming, but putting things in little bubbles and dividing that up really helped me not get overwhelmed. If I had a giant mess of a to-do list, I would usually just shut the door, leave my office, give up, (laughs) not even go there because I know that I have a to-do list that is you know, would take me longer than there are hours in the day. But I try to simplify a to-do list for myself where I have a content calendar that outlines a large amount of time of the goals of things that I want out there for you guys. But then I also have a daily list. This is something my husband does with his partner for flipping houses. This is what, if you ask anyone who is successful, it really is about putting in the day-to-day work and being consistent. So I always have a small to-do list of things that I am always looking at every day that help me get to my goals and in in little kind of bite-sized pieces that don't get me overwhelmed and make me feel like I am successful when at the end of the day I completed everything on my to-do list. Step five of being consistent for my training job involved having goals set which usually were in form of an upcoming horse show 
And then looking at areas where we needed to improve, where the girls needed to fine tune their skills or certain things that I needed to do as a trainer to get my point across more clearly or in a way that they would understand better. And then kind of just put in the work toward that. Recently, I have put together a goal workbook for my girls to go through that we address in the beginning of each week and then have daily check-ins after each lesson. We are going into the season of indoors where we have a little gap of time at home to practice. And then October is going to be crazy with travel. They're going to be missing a lot of school and they're going to be doing all of the finals for their horse shows. This means a lot of pressure, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety about putting in the work now in hopes that it'll pay off at indoors in a couple months. So we put together a workbook that really outlines what their goals are for these next six weeks of work at home along with what they wanted to work on specifically each week that will help them get to those original big picture goals. And then each day, there's an area of the workbook for them to outline what they did in that lesson and how that's going to help them reach the weekly goal. So it all kind of overlaps over each other, but taking that time, taking those couple minutes every day and in the beginning of each week, to go through and refer back to those big picture goals. It's kind of unconventional. I mean, I know me personally, growing up in taking horseback riding lessons since I was five, I never had like a workbook where I was writing stuff down or or talking through things as far as what I wanted to accomplish as a horse rider. But when you think about it, it makes sense. It really makes sense to talk about it and not just do it or chat about it while you're on the horse in the arena, but to really remove yourself and think through things in a different way. And uh, my girls are very academic focused and very organized in that way. So I thought um, that being consistent, step five, having a workbook or something that they could refer to and physically write down on paper would maybe translate better in their mind to be able to carry out that goal or that riding change or technique change to make these big changes and accomplish these big goals for indoor season. So that's something that I am physically working on now in order to be consistent to get to my goal as a trainer for my girls. I just started this workbook, so I don't have the um, I don't have it available as a guide for you guys. But if that's something that you're interested in as a rider, um, having a goal workbook or as a trainer to give to your clients, um, you can message me. And if I get enough people interested, I'll put a guide together for you guys um, to be available on my website for you guys to download if you'd like. Something I often get asked about is the timing for your current non-exciting, non-fruitful nine-to-five job and, and how to navigate the transition of going into your dream job. And you may have your nine to five while you're working to grow your own thing or working toward 
your goal of having a new job. And I think that that's smart. My situation was a little bit different. Um, my husband was flipping houses and we were in the financial situation that it was okay for me to really give 110% to my equestrian style and the equestrian podcast. So I was able to really focus on that. I also think personality plays a big role. I am definitely something, someone where I want to completely dive into an idea and give a million percent toward. I am not an evening person. I am definitely a morning person. I started recording this episode at like 7:30 in the morning because that is when my juices are flowing. That is when I am feeling like I can be the most productive. It is wild how much I can get done in the morning hours. And then I have the same to-do list and if I start it at like 7 p.m., I get nowhere. I just I don't know why. It is just how I'm wired. I am a morning person. I get stuff done in the morning. So that was going to be pretty difficult for me if I had a normal nine to five job. If you are someone who can hustle 24 seven, I give you mad props, but I am just not that way. So that is why earlier I suggested to find a job in the meantime, that isn't necessarily your end-all be-all dream job, but puts you on the right path or the right trajectory to get to your dream job. So for me, that was taking on an exercise riding position. It gave me the extra cash, it got me in the saddle, and it got me involved in the equestrian community in Northern Florida where I was living. So it really killed two birds with one stone, or you know, multiple birds with one stone, but it allowed me to continue to work. The hours were pretty flexible so I could still get a lot done in the morning, but then I was still having a job where I could support myself and my family. And it was getting me to where I wanted to go as a trainer as well. And again, totally different track for everyone. So my advice would be to do what makes sense for you and your family. And and like a huge thing is and for your personality. So do what makes sense with finding time to be the most productive and, and just how that looks for you and or your family. So I hope these five steps were practical. I hope they helped. Hopefully it got the wheels turning a bit in your head. And I'm not really sure if this was all that interesting to most of you, but even if it helped one person, I am pumped and I am here for it. Um, again, if you are interested in going through my little workbook that goes through these five steps and the what, the why, and the how, and just organizes it in a format where you can fill it out and start going on the path of finding your dream job or creating your dream job, it's myquestrianstyle.com slash dreamjob. You'll hop on there, shoot me your name and email, and I will send you the free downloadable workbook for you to go through yourself. All right, fam, that is all I have for today. I hope it was helpful. I hope it was fun. I'm so happy to be back. And if you liked this episode, I'll plan to feather these in between my awesome guests and um, just kind of make it a space where you can learn more about the business side of the equestrian industry as well. So until next time, this is the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee. Hope to see you back next week.